episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to Safety Talks, a podcast about all things safety, as defined by you, with your host, Steve Sisson, on Safety FM. Welcome to Safety Talks. My name is Steve Sisson, and I am your host. I want to thank all my listeners out there for joining me, and I want to apologize again for a little bit of a delay. Had a uh, small little vacation that I was on and wasn't able to get an episode up. Um, today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit um, of AI. So, Chat GPT, I'm sure you all have heard of that, and it's a little, it's pretty interesting. Um, I like to just toss in some random phrases and see what it gave me. And in seeing this is a safety podcast, I went in and put in what is safety. You know, I thought I would come back with a very limited response, like safety is freedom for risk or something like that. But man, I got a very large, very large uh, definition. So safety refers to the condition of being protected from harm, danger, or risk. It encompasses measures and practices to aim to prevent accidents, injuries, or any negative consequences that can arise from various hazards or potential threats. Safety can be individuals, communities, organizations, or even broader context, such as public safety or national security. You know, for a first paragraph, I think that's pretty good. Um, I know uh, AI really just derives from, you know, learning from itself, learning from everything on the Internet. Um, but that's a pretty good definition. I would like to think if anybody's got one, that's better. You know, uh, the safety, uh, this AI is pretty neat. And I think there's a lot that could be done with it. And, you know... Outside of you know some of that Terminator stuff and uh, and uh, oh gosh I can't remember the name of it all of a sudden, um, but uh, Skynet Skynet is you know we don't want Skynet taking over that that would be pretty interesting and definitely scary because I'm fairly certain we wouldn't be able to beat those robots or whatever the hell they were anyway so let's go ahead and play with this a little bit more you know first it was you know what is safety and let's let's look at something a little bit different and apparently everything's not working everything's frozen there we go what is i gotta do another one and i'm learning this as we do this so it's funny um how you know we just get to play with things and all kinds of good stuff comes up so i just typed in vehicle safety and again a whole bunch of stuff is popping up. Got my definition. Moves right on to key aspects of vehicle safety, crashworthiness, active safety systems, you know, passive safety systems, struggling structural integrity, pedestrian safety, advanced driver assistant, ADAS, um, and vehicle maintenance and inspection. Man, this thing's just keep going and going. Uh, pretty interesting on how, you know, you can type in something and uh, you can uh, you can really. I mean, you can really make a, a policy or procedure based off of it. Um, I would definitely make sure you read it to make sure it meets your uh, expectations and exactly what you're looking for. But I would say this is a pretty good starting point. Now, for the vehicle safety part, and, and as you guys know, this is kind of where I live in the uh, in the safety world is vehicle safety. You know, trying to make sure that you know anybody who's right driving or in our vehicles are safe at all times. And, and the first one is crashworthiness. You know, it's really the uh, vehicle's ability ability to protect occupants in the event of a crash. And we kind of look at this more in the aspect of a personal vehicle, but it doesn't always stop there. I mean, we, we definitely need to look at the safety for, you know, um, passenger vehicles. When I mean passenger vehicles, I mean like buses. 
Um, you know, we got a lot of uh, safety procedures and safety devices in trucks, tractor trailers, and it's usually only one or two people in those vehicles. But when you're dealing with buses, you know, you can have upwards of 50, 60 people, depending on the size of the bus, the size of, you know, the capacity. Sometimes they allow for people to stand in the buses, and usually that happens in airport shuttles, public transportation, um, different elements like that. So, you know, how do you really protect the individual um, who's standing in a bus, just holding on with one hand and sometimes not even holding on? That really comes down, down to the driver and how the driver operates the vehicle smoothly, safely, how they brake, how they accelerate. But there are some unknowns out there sometimes. You know, and, and a professional driver should be able to see, you know, things that are happening in front of them that could be potential hazards. Um, people cutting them off, distracted drivers, things like that. But it's not always the case. Sometimes you get somebody that does something, you know, like runs a red light. And, you know, we're supposed to be scanning the intersection and be able to identify that. But if even if you're doing 40 miles an hour, you identify somebody's going to run a red light, you're still going to need to brake hard. So how do we protect? How do we protect the passengers who are standing? Well, it's tough. It's tough, you know, we got to teach our drivers, train our drivers to really scan those intersections and be ready to brake as hard as needed to avoid an accident, but as soft as needed to avoid people from falling down. It is not an easy task. And you know, a, a lot of times a bus driver gets no credit because they think it's a low end job. It's actually a very stressful job. It's not a difficult job in the aspects of driving, but it's a stressful job just knowing um, your cargo are passengers. And those passengers range from children, infants, to elderly adults, um, and every, everything in between, people with disabilities. And we need to look out for the well-being of all of them. So what we do is we, um, you know, engage active safety systems, and that's number two on the list. You know, things like um, anti-lock brakes, things that will help the vehicle stop quicker, and hopefully smoother. Um, we have things on there like cruise control. Now in the busing industry, we don't use that too often unless you're doing over the road charter kind of stuff, but it is something that can help you get to your normal speed, um, put on cruise control, um, and make sure that uh, you're scanning your mirrors properly. And then a lot of other tools that we have out there are like lane departure warnings. And you see a lot of this a lot of these in in the newer model vehicles, probably in the last five to 10 years, probably closer to five, but they put in lane departure warnings. So if you are starting to swerve out of your lane, it's gonna alarm you. I've been in rental cars where the vehicle will actually take control and put me back in the lane. So a lot of that's happening, but I'll tell you, you gotta get used to driving those and it doesn't always read correctly. I was in a vehicle just last week um, in Nebraska and this, the roads were pretty poor and it was trying to identify the cracks in the road as the lanes. So it was constantly pulling the wheel out of my hand or at least trying to. And if you haven't driven these cars, it does pull a little bit, but not enough to get you into an accident, but enough to, to wake you up, enough to make you go, oh, something's going on. So those are pretty cool, but we don't see that too often in any of the commercial buses. Now, the newer buses coming out may have them. Uh, a lot of the buses that I work with are, 
you know, probably 2019 and younger, or older, I should say, you know, 2018, 17s, and they don't have that technology, but you can purchase that technology and have it as a, you know, an after aftermarket ad, um, or you can get certain systems that will alert the driver when they are, um, you know, getting out of their lane. And it can do it in a few ways. It can alert them audibly, like a sound, like a buzz or a beep or something like that. It can, it could even be put into their seat where it's a vibration. Um, and, you know, other ones can be visual, like lights on something like that. Um, passive safety systems um, are designed to protect the occupants from crashes, like seat belts, airbags, um, head restraints, for example, are some of the safety features. These systems work together to minimize the risk of injury by restraining occupants and cushioning the impacts. Now, I don't know too many commercial buses that have airbags. They may have the, the steering wheel airbag, but that's about it. If you get into some of the passenger cars and probably some of the high-end um, tractor trailers, uh, they have, you know, they will have airbags all over, you know, um, side airbags, front airbags, um, all kinds of different things to, to protect the driver. But still, how do we protect the passengers, um, especially in the bus who are standing or sitting, who may or may not have access to seatbelts? Um, if they do have access to seatbelts, it's very rare that they use them. Now, we can tell them and ask them to use them. Um, but unfortunately, we don't get up and force them to use them. Um, and, and that's something that's common in the industry. Uh, a lot of buses prior, I'd say prior to 2018, didn't even come with uh, seatbelts other than the driver. Um, there's other things that are, are, are in play as well, the structure and integrity, and then the pedestrian safety. Uh, you know, pedestrian safety is a huge thing because obviously we're a large bus, large bus hits, uh, hits people and kills them. And unfortunately that happens way too often. And a lot of the times it is uh, either the driver not paying attention, the driver just clearly not seeing somebody. Um, unfortunately, sometimes there's suicide. Sometimes people are just not paying attention and fall off a curb in front of a bus. So those are the things that we have to deal with. And, and there are some technologies that are out there that really try to help. And most of the bus accidents that cause fatality strikes from uh, uh, pedestrian strikes or fatalities typically are left turns. Left turns are particularly hard because you have crosswalks. You're, you're spending most of your time looking, <coughs> looking at the, um, looking at the oncoming traffic to make sure you're not going to get, you know, T-boned or get into a head on collision and either forget to look, you forget to look at the crosswalk or that A pillar, that's the, for those who don't know, the A pillar is the one bar that connects the windshield before you get to your driver's side door. Sometimes that will block the driver's view from seeing pedestrians and crosswalks. Um, you know, some of the most, the worst accidents I've seen have been, you know, not seeing pedestrians and crosswalks and running them over with a, uh, with a large transit bus. And it's uh, not a pretty sight. So the last thing on uh, vehicle safety um, is vehicle maintenance and inspection. You know, anybody in the transportation business understands that you've got to inspect your equipment before you use that. And, and really that applies to any portion of safety. You, uh, any kind of vehicle you drive, you want to inspect, any kind of machinery you use, you want to inspect. You want to make it inspected to make sure that it's safe to use. Very simple. 
that it works the way it's supposed to, that it does not have anything that would cause harm to an individual and is working properly. So if you needed to um, use the vehicle, you wanna make sure you inspect it. And obviously we're inspecting for the safety of our, our people the employees, the people operating it, um, anybody being around it, um, passengers if you're dealing with a bus like I usually am. Um, and we want to make sure we're inspecting the basics, you know, making sure there's no leaks, making sure that the brakes work, tires are good, lights work, steering works, all of that good stuff. Um, but we also need to get in depth a little bit of how to identify. We tend to find operators will Try to find a reason, especially when you're slip seating uh, vehicles, or you know you don't get the same vehicle every day. Um, they may find some that they don't like, so we got to really educate them on how to identify what is a safety hazard and what is a comfort. Now, in a perfect world, if it wasn't comfortable, we wouldn't make them use it. But in a lot of times, we have a limited amount of equipment that we need to use or we can utilize, and we need to make sure that they understand that sometimes it may not be the most comfortable but it is safe. And if it's not safe, it doesn't roll. And if it's pizza and merc machinery, if it's not safe, it's not to be used. That's just the way I'm used to um, running operations. It's just safety first when it comes to equipment, because equipment we know is very dangerous and can call, cause serious, serious injuries up to and including fatalities. So that is the vehicle safety uh, that I'm used to. Now I can definitely get in depth into any one of those topics. What we just went over is pretty topical, very basic safety 101 kind of stuff. Um, please reach out to me. Uh, you can find my link, uh, my bio on LinkedIn. Um, reach out to me if you have any questions, you want to talk about anything, you want to disagree, debate, whatever. I am up for pretty much anything. This is Steve Sisson with Safety Talks and I look forward to talking to you guys later. Have a good week and be safe out there.